Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on DRW. This is your host, Brandon Macy, and I am so excited to be here with Esmeralda Deladio. Deladio. And uh, we're we are here in their office in Kingwood and uh, very, very excited about what we're going to be able to talk about today. And we had a, a little bit of opportunity to talk off the mic and get to know each other a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's crazy how how small of a world it is. We started talking about the people that we knew and and the the pastors that we knew yeah. and and our backgrounds, and we know a lot of the same people. So I'm excited about having you on the podcast and getting to talk about your ministry and what you've been able to do, uh, especially through counseling. Well, thank you so much for having me today. I uh, I know that normally you do a bilingual podcast. We're not going to do that this morning because I don't want to show how terrible my Spanish is. Oh. Uh, the little bit of Spanish I know would only be enough to embarrass uh, people, um, so we're not going to do that this morning. But we were talking a little bit um, about how you kind of got into ministry and you know you had said that uh, I think you you went to TBC is that right we won't I did. we won't make you say what year that was <laughs> or anything I did I graduated from Texas Bible College when the campus was here in Houston okay um, so very early on I knew that God had called me um, to do something for him yeah and by his grace I did I was able to graduate from TBC and um, got married the same year that I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. What did they used to call it? TBC. They used to say, uh, "What was it?" Here it comes, Texas Bridal Texas College. Texas Bridal College. There you go. I yes. I also attended TBC. Yeah. Um, I think the last year I was there was two thousand one okay. or something like that. Um, so I left right before. I literally left the year that they were moving it wow. to uh, to Lufkin, and so um, there was a lot of us that were going at that time and right. did not make the move to East Texas. But um, a lot of great things that I learned there. Absolutely, um, made a lot of great friends there, and for me, it, it was really a God thing for me to even go there because I was kind of like always. Like, I'm not going to Bible college. I'm not right. going to Bible college. And then I felt like God, you know, called me to go there and put place it on my heart to go there. Right. And so I, I left secular college and went to TBC, and I was there for two years. Um, learned a lot. But so once you left TBC and, and you got married, kind of, did you you guys start pastoring right away? or No, um, we went we stayed at our local church for a while. Okay. Um, and then we actually went to Boston. Oh, wow. Um, to help out Brother Stanford, Denver Stanford. Okay. Uh, and we were there for a couple of months, and I found out I was pregnant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I didn't want to be um, away from my family. Yeah. So um, we decided that we were going to go ahead and come back to Houston. Um, we did, and um, we started working um, there in our local church with Pastor Alfred Torres, uh-huh. and uh, we were there for um, 18 years. Um, but during that time, I decided to open up a Christian school there. And my pastor had a vision for a Christian school, and so that is what we did. We opened up a, an academy there, and 
uh, as I was there working in the academy, um, the Lord had started to deal with me um, in the area of counseling. Mm -hmm. Um, I had gone through some things in my life, and uh, I needed some healing. Yeah. And so when you're hurting, um, you, you decide that, okay, God, this has to make sense. Right. This pain is big. It's there. And um, I, I needed some help. And while I was looking for help, um, you know, I, I said, I know that I'm not going through this for, for just any reason. Right. I began to get a burden to help other people. Well, you know, this is something that I've talked about a lot on this podcast. But <clears throat> first of all, is having the transparency to say, I'm hurting and I need help. And I think, you know, a lot of times, especially in this day and age where we have to keep this persona on Facebook and on right. social media, and and if you're in ministry, you feel like you have to always smile, and right. you can't let people see the hurt because, you know, you're almost, uh, you have to maintain this I'm I'm conquering all the time and and I'm always victorious. Right. But the truth of the matter is in ministry because I've been there. Right. There are many hurts and you're constantly helping people and dealing with with things that are going on in people's lives and and having to bear other people's burdens and all of this stuff all the time inundated by these things day in and day out. And if you're not careful and if you don't deal with those things, right. you can end up internalizing those things Absolutely. and it can affect your personal life. Absolutely. I think we, we do fall into that pattern of creating this facade mm -hmm. that everything's okay. But God is so good that he doesn't let us continue down that path. Absolutely. Um, I think you said something that is paramount uh, in ministry and that's transparency. Mm -hmm. But we we pick up that idea that you know, if I'm open and I'm honest, what are people going to think about me? Right. What are people going to say about me as a leader? Right. People are going to think I'm weak. But the reality is, is you cannot give what you don't have. That's right. We try and we try very hard. We we try with our, our personality. Uh, there are those that are more outgoing and mm -hmm. God can use anybody. It's never about us. It's always about him. Right. And he can use anybody. Uh, but God can do so much. Uh, with broken right that's that's when he can really use us Absolutely. when we move out of the way and we allow god to move through us um, we all have our own worldviews and in our own perspectives and sometimes that can um, hinder the move of god yes when you're ministering to people because you do have your own your own wounds your own you know hurts your own hang-ups and so god in in, in his sovereignty uh, will put us in situations where we have to face you know our our own issues right you know and that's that's part of um you know allowing the grace of god to move through us and i think people people can appreciate when you're real and transparent uh, they need to know that you're human just like they are they do and 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 what you said is absolutely true we can either let those things that we go through hinder what we're trying to do in ministry mm -hmm. or it can enhance what you're trying absolutely. to do in ministry because you can sit down with somebody and go, I've been where you're at. Right. I've gone through what you're going through. I've, I've, you know, faced depression. I've faced times when right. I felt like I couldn't make it. Uh, I've made mistakes in my life. Mm -hmm. But for the longest time, I feel like we had to 
to build up this facade that no, we're not facing those things that that you guys are facing, and we're right. not, you know, we're not going through these things because we're victorious all the time, and it's just not true. Right. Um, we're we're all human beings, and I heard somebody say one time, and this is so true, said the greatest men in the Bible at the end of the day were just men. Absolutely, and that's one thing that I think we tend to forget. We see uh, when we're reading the Bible, and if you if you read the Bible and look at these men. As great as they were, they made some of the biggest mistakes. I mean, David is a prime example of that. A man after God's own heart, but a murderer. I mean, you know, did some of the most horrible things you could Mm -hmm. imagine, yet because he was broken before the Lord, because he said, okay, I know that I've made this mistake. I need to deal with it and move forward. God said... He's a man after my own heart. It's not the fact that we are beyond mistake. It's the fact that we can move beyond a mistake. Absolutely. And and that's the difference. Yeah, and and you look at Jesus. He is our greatest example. Mm -hmm. All God, all man. And uh, he was without sin. But one of the things that he did, did experience was grief and sorrow. Right. That's something that we're so uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, sometimes I think that, you know, people feel indicted uh, Christians. We feel ashamed for feeling sorrow, for feeling grief. And the reality is Jesus was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. Yes. Those were emotions uh, that were felt. And, and I often wonder, wow, Jesus, you felt those things. And he made it very evident. And it's in the word. Mm-hmm. We don't like going through that process. Right. We don't like feeling that pain. Right. But it's in those moments that we know him. You know, and the grace that he gives us in his presence. Well, and yeah. and another thing is, you know, we forget that Jesus prayed and said, Father, mm-hmm. if it's possible, let this yeah. cup pass from me. So when we go through things, we're like, well, we shouldn't question it. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't go, right. God, can this please just be over? Mm-hmm. And we got to remember that Jesus himself yes. was like, Hey God, if this if this is okay, could this just pass Absolutely. on? Absolutely. And yeah. and man, if you can't admit that you felt that way, mm-hmm. um, you're not human. Yeah. Because we've all felt that at some time or another. And you know, I I have spent a lot of time. Um, you know, I've gone through some things in my life where I had to come to grips that there was more to it than just falling on an altar somewhere Mm -hmm. or crying out to God that there was literally some things that I had to change about myself, some patterns that I had to change in my life, some things that I had to figure out by talking to someone. You know, one of the one of the things that I think is a huge detriment when you're in ministry is the fact that you don't feel there's someone that you can confide in and that you can talk to. Yes. You know, we live our lives in such a way, it's not so much, hey, what does God think about this? Mm-hmm. But it's what is everybody else going to think about this? Yeah. And so, again, that supports that facade that we build up where we feel like we have to man- maintain something for our peers. Right. When the truth of the matter is we need to be able to take time to speak to somebody like yourself in confidence and say, here's some things I'm facing right now, 
And honestly, I don't know how to deal with it. I've been praying about it. I've been fasting. I've been doing all this stuff. But there's some things deep inside of me that i got to root out somewhere. And the Bible says to confess to one another. The problem is, is that when we've done that maybe to appear in the past, then they Mm -hmm. go tell somebody else, then that person tells somebody else, and then before we know it, our life has been destroyed by, you know, the rumor mill. And so what you guys are doing with counseling and and all that to me is we have to have it. We've got to have that place. It's necessary, I think, in the times that we're living in where, um, again, you you see social media and Mm -hmm. people are what looks like, um, you know, connected in so many different ways. But they're very isolated, very, very isolated. And I think that's one of the um, targets of the enemy. That's what he would love to do is to isolate the people of God, to make them feel um, like they can't trust anybody. Trust is a big issue. Absolutely. Um, In ministry, again, there's that facade, there's that unrealistic expectation, Mm -hmm. you know, that, uh, well, Everybody expects for me to be perfect. Right. Um, if I if I'm struggling with something, then I let God down. I've let my church down. Um, as a minister, as a pastor's wife, mm-hmm. uh, you know that those kind of things go through your mind, and, and not just for ministry, uh, but in general. Right. Because again, right, Christians don't don't struggle. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's not true. Um, so having that ability to be able to humble ourselves, and I and that's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, you know, is to confess your faults one another, pray for one another that ye may be healed right and it doesn't mean you know telling your stuff to just everybody but you've got to have people in your life that you can come to and be honest and say look this is what i'm going through in my family this is what i'm going through in my heart this is what i'm going through in my marriage and allow someone to speak into your life that's not always easy it's not it's not and and again you know i went through it's been almost eight years now um, I went through a divorce, and you know, at that time, I was administrative pastor mm-hmm. at the church. You know, uh, I had been married for eight years. Yeah. Uh, thought everything was going great, and had some things in my own life that I needed to deal with that I internalized. And when I went through my divorce, I realized. And, and I, I was a person that always kind of felt like uh, I had wisdom. I knew pretty much mm-hmm. the right thing to do. My my father is a very wise man, and I, I've been able to learn a lot of things from him. But I got to a place where I literally said, I don't know what to do right now. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to deal with this. I have no idea how to move forward. And I knew if I stayed in the place that I was in, I would be destroyed. And so for the first time in my life, I reached out and said, I need a counselor. I need somebody that I can talk to that has no ulterior motive in my life, that has no, uh, you know, uh, motive operandi, none of that. And so I reached out to somebody uh, who was a Christian counselor she helped me so much and again us sitting down talking literally for the first time in my life i had a chance to talk to somebody and open up 
about things that I'd never talked to anyone about. Right. Because for me, it was just like, you got to hide this in here Mm -hmm. and you got to let God deal with it. And you got to hope, just cross your fingers and hope that it all turns out good in the end. When I realized and learned some very valuable things about myself, both good and bad. Right. Um, and some of those things where it was like, okay, this is an area I got to work on. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to move forward, I've got to deal with this. And I don't think we do a good job of that. We don't do a good job of actually dealing with things. We tuck them deep down in there. Right. We bury them way under the soil and hope that it never springs up through the surface. The problem is it will surface at some point if it's not dealt with. Absolutely. I think you touched on something very important. The difference between just talking to someone um, and letting them know what's going on in your life and sitting down with a counselor, a therapist, Mm -hmm. is that there is a therapeutic alliance that's built between yourself and that therapist. And that therapist comes alongside you. They don't don't lord over you. They don't go and tell you what to do. This is a journey. Mm -hmm. It's an experience. It's a a relationship. And especially when you have the opportunity to sit down with a Christian therapist who's not just going to sit there and and tell you, um, you know, take you through behavioral changes. Or put you on medication. There you go, or put you on medication but it, it but it's a relationship it's a journey and that therapist gets to walk with you through right. those things uh, because there are some areas that are very painful for sure. people to have to visit sure you know in, in my experience as a therapist uh, you know sometimes what you're doing is you're going deep you know and you're you're revisiting wounds that people have lived with mm-hmm. for very many years some of them don't even know what's really underneath the surface yeah. they come in here with symptoms of a deeper issue. Right. And so, you know, together with the Holy Ghost, we get to to go to those areas and let God do the healing that needs to happen. Well, I'll tell you through my experience and the things that I went through, you know, growing up in ministry, it's almost like you have this uh and again, when I when I say this, this doesn't mean sinful things, but it just means you have this like feeling of I have to keep this part of myself mm-hmm. away from everybody. You know, in ministry, you usually don't have a lot of very close friends. Right. If you do, they're other ministers. Right. You're not making best friends with your church family. Again, not saying that you're not friendly with them. Right. But you're usually not having these very, very, very close relationships. Mm-hmm. It's usually with other ministers or something like that. And so you always feel like you kind of have this sacred place that you keep. And one of the things that I know happened with me is, again, I feel like I can share anything about my life on this side of it. Because first of all, so much of my life was opened up at that point. And then I learned how to open up about things to the point where I can sit here and have no idea how many people will hear this today, but I'm not afraid to say the mistakes that I made, the things that I went through, because my hope is that it helps someone else open up before they get to a point of a huge mistake absolutely, or before they get to the point where they fall on their face. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's what ends up happening. We see it happen all the time in ministry 
and I really didn't plan on getting on so much uh, of ministry today, but I think it's I think it's so valuable, right? Because especially in ministry, we see it happen all the time where a minister falls, right. and then they they can't seem to get back up mm-hmm. after that. And there is restoration yes. after a mistake. Um, I had the opportunity to, once I left Royal Wood, where mm-hmm. I've been for so long, um, I did go to a Spanish church for two years, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> and uh, and uh, people always ask, oh, well, you had the headphones. I was like, no, I didn't have the <laughs> headphones. I was I was trying to, to, to work on my Spanish. There you go. Um, which I can I can understand about 75%. So if, if I listen to a conversation, I know what's being talked about. Um, I may miss some of the, the words, but I, I pretty much can get it. So I, I would get about 75% of the right. service when I was there. But after that... Um, I went to Church Triumphant in Pasadena, mm-hmm. um, Brother Cisco, and he preached a message one time that it, I, it was right to me and right what I needed to hear at that time when I was trying to kind of put all the pieces back together. And the title of his message was, Failure is an Event, Not an Identity. Wow. And I realized at that moment that Hey, there's some. I got to move past this. Right. Like this is something that happened. It's not who you are, right? And I think that's what happens, especially in ministry, is people make mistakes, and it's like I'm just a mistake. No, no, no. You're not a mistake. You made a mistake. Now let God fix it. Right. Get somewhere where you can talk and deal with the root of the issue. There you, go. you know, and and we said this while ago about medication i'm not against medication but i feel a lot of times that that's a band-aid right that we use to put on uh it's like putting a band-aid on a cannon wound right it's not dealing with the real issue the root of the matter because a lot of times you can dig down and go oh the problem is is i'm selfish that's Mm -hmm. where all this is coming Mm -hmm. from or you know the problem is this and that's why i need to deal with it and so I feel like counseling coupled with the power of God, God's forgiveness, God's restoration is the the perfect combination to be able to move forward and put that behind you. That's true. I think a lot of times uh, when things do happen and people do make mistakes, you know, they see it as the end of their ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a horrible thing that's happened. Um, but a lot of times when I sit with clients, the first thing I tell them is he is such a loving God yes. that he would not let you continue down that past that path and this is probably the best thing that could have happened to you right um you know in ministry you know you you do live in a a fishbowl everybody's looking at you Mm -hmm. all eyes are on you the way that you respond the way that your relationships look like the way that you uh, are with your family and so a lot of times we tend to keep secrets yeah we're trying to preserve our life it's like what you said keep a portion of it that's secret this is my private world Mm -hmm. well in reality what you do in your private world manifest in your public world (laughs) absolutely the way that you live your 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 life with god your prayer life your communication your intimacy and um 
my specialty actually is intimacy disorders and sexual addiction. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is something that we see quite often, uh, you know, with the rise in, in social media and internet. And so I uh, see a lot of clients that that's not the only thing that sure. I, um, you know, hit here in, in the office, but that is my area of specialty. And a lot of that has to do with um, intimacy and transparency and, and what is real and what is not. And so a lot of times you run into people that, that are secret bearers, right? you know, from things in their path, past um, and things that have occurred and habits that they've picked up. And the one thing that I love so much um, about this ministry and what I get to do is when people come to that place where they can be open and honest and transparent. And it's like what you said, you know, you can be, you can be open. There's no fear. Why? Because God has healed that area. Right. Right. You know, when, um, I sometimes sit with couples where there has been disclosure, Mm -hmm. uh, infidelities and, and habits and so forth. And, um, the spouses, uh, that are dealing with betrayal trauma. What a beautiful thing when you have someone come into the office who has been keeping secrets their whole lives. Yep. And for the first time they get to be honest and open and let it all out. Mm -hmm. That is when healing begins. Well, it can't happen until that Absolutely. happens. Absolutely. And Absolutely. and again, you know, it's not God's forgiveness that's mm -hmm. the problem. Right. It's people's forgiveness that's the problem. Right. And you know, God's willing to forgive. But the question that we have to ask ourselves are are we willing to forgive? Right. Are we willing to look at that pastor, person in ministry right. and go, I forgive them. I believe that they can move forward. I grant them restoration right. because a lot of times they can't restore because we aren't willing to allow it. You're absolutely right. And that's a problem. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. And, you know, who are we to ever withhold that from someone? Because if we're honest, you know, you, you said earlier that you had gone through a place of hurt. Yes. And a place where you had to say, you know, I need counseling. I need something in my life. We've all been there. Right. If we're honest, we've all been there. The Bible says we have all come short. Absolutely. And so um, if if we're honest with ourselves, again, it all goes back to transparency. If we're willing to be transparent, not only can we deal with our own but we can help others deal with yes. their problems because we can be transparent and go, man, I've been through that too. Right. I know where you are. I've been a human too. Right. And it's, it's, it can be difficult to do that. And especially I think growing up in ministry where you almost have that, um, you know, you almost have that need to keep a part back. Right. It's hard to open that up at times, but if I could encourage anybody, it would be to open that up to somebody because, like you said, it will be revealed at some point, yeah. and, and it's going to be a detriment to you. Well, and we we're, none of us have arrived. Oh, absolutely. It would be different not. to say, well, you know, that happened, and it, it has. I mentioned earlier that um, I was in ministry 
working for God, very busy, Mm -hmm. involved in every area of ministry in the church, but there were still some areas in my life that God needed to heal. Mm -hmm. You know, as as I was ministering to other people, I found myself very deficient, you know, and uh, God in his mercy would allow those things to come to the surface. And, you know, we experienced some things early on in our marriage. Um, and I really needed somebody to help me right. to wade through those things. Right. And, um, you know, I've been married for 24 years now, so this is early on in the marriage. And um, So it looks the, like you guys might make it. Oh, <laughs> let me tell you, I love him more today than ever before. Um, but even now, yeah. you know, there's times. I, I think we all have to have people in our lives that we can go to and because we all go through seasons in our in our lives and uh, you know I always think about Sarah and uh, you know her hangups late in life you know yeah. but um, God did some wonderful things later on in her life right you know and she had struggles and and um, didn't think that she was going to be able to fulfill the will of God in her life that he was ever going to come through with that promise mm-hmm. and so we see that every stage and age in life there are new challenges you know and God is constantly changing us until he comes again there's going to be struggles until he comes again there's going to be troubles in this world and you know whether it's family members and and things that go on in the church and even in the world that we live in Mm -hmm. you know the days are growing dark but god is so good and he he desires for all of us to be used in 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 these last days right and so what better way than for us to show people the reality what jesus can really heal in our lives you know the church um I, i think sometimes people have this view of the church those are perfect people I've heard people say it, you know, you've got to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect. We are redeemed. God is changing our lives every day. Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think knowing that there's challenges coming, we face challenges, but we've got other challenges coming. And, and you spoke to that with the different seasons in life. I mean, where you are at five years of marriage is not where you're going to be at right. 10 years and not where you're going to be at 15 years. You're going to face different challenges at those times. And we have to be willing to adapt to those times and adapt to those yes. changes and adapt to those seasons. And, you know, we're as humans, we don't like change. No. <laughs> and And I know for me... And it's so funny. I, I've got three kids, and my oldest especially is so much like me in this that I'm very routine-oriented. Mm-hmm. So, like, I get ready the same way every day, all these things. It's not something I do on purpose. It's just in me. It's just I'm just routine-oriented. And so I found in my life and learned in my life that when things change or when something comes into my life, that that causes me to adjust it's it's not traumatic that's too that's too but it's i have to really work on that right. i have to really go okay well this is coming so you got to deal with it and i have I, I one of the things i learned is when those things come i have to be willing to change i have to take a deep breath i have to figure out how i need to adapt to right. it when before it would just throw my whole life kind of in a in a tailspin. Right. And you know in ministry those things are coming constantly. Yes. And and the other thing in ministry I think that's tough is you have so much output. So much output that if you're not getting the input 
right. the same time, there has to be a balance there with that. And I think, honestly, I think every minister should have a counselor that they're talking to, right. somebody that they're unpacking all this stuff right. on a constant basis because you know you're sitting down dealing with marriages, you're sitting down dealing with uh, people with sexual sins, as you right. mentioned, you're sitting down you know, talking about child abuse and right. just all of this terrible stuff that you have to deal with every day. And if you're not... If you're not unpacking that somewhere, it's 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 internalizing, right? And you cannot do that. No, and it's not an indictment, no. uh, of anybody no. that has to or or that feels the need to sit with someone, right? Uh, because I think we do have to be intentional about taking care of our own emotions. I agree. Uh, our own families, our own marriages, and we do get caught up being very busy giving to everybody else, you know, and the ability, something that I um, deal with quite often is um, sometimes clients' inability to be able to regulate themselves. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You hear that word all the time, regulate, but really it is, what it is is sometimes in our bodies, um, we feel that anxiety, you know, there's, there's so much that we're taking on in ministry and helping other people. And so, you know, you have a rise in anxiety, a rise in depression, and you think to yourself, where is this coming from? But to be able to stop and ask yourself that question, why am I feeling this way? What's really going on around me? What's going on inside of my heart, in my mind? What are my fears? And um, sometimes we're just going with the flow and we're absorbing all of these feelings and taking it in, taking it in. And so you mentioned something earlier about being preventative. Right. Don't wait till you find yourself in a situation, you know, where you're, you know, you're falling into situations, you know, um, or opening doors that don't need to be opened, uh, you know, by by taking on more than you should. Right. And, uh, you know, so we have to be intentional asking God, God, give me wisdom. God, put this person in my path so that uh, I can hear from you. Yes. you know, I'm a minister. I believe in prayer. Absolutely. God sure. is our source. Everything flows through him. Yes. Um, but we were made to be relational. Yes, we were. We were made to be relational. God of the universe, you know, um, he came manifested in flesh, robed himself in flesh so that he could have relationship with us. Yeah. He is our example. And God created every one of us to be relational. And so we want to be connected. Yeah. And a lot of times we find ourselves pushing people away. Um, and again, clients that I sit with, that's the, the scariest thing. If you get to know me, if you see who I really am, yeah. am I still going to be somebody that you can love? So there's a lot of shame, um, a lot of fear right. in people walking around, especially in ministry. Mm-hmm. There's that fear that I don't want to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to see who I really am. Uh, because we know that there's a great responsibility in ministry. Yeah. You're leading the people of God. Absolutely. You're feeding the people of God. But that's why it's even more important to find somebody that you can sit and talk to, someone that can pray with you. And that's the wonderful thing about the Center for Apostolic Counseling. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what we do here is that you have therapists and clinicians that are filled with the Holy Ghost right. that can sit down and not just address the emotional side or the the uh, psychological side, but the spiritual side also. Well, and you said a couple of things there, and we did not talk about this beforehand. But 
my word for 2020 is intentional. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time, it's kind of a word that jumped out to me in 2019 that I found myself uh, talking about often is I think that we spend too, well, we're not intentional enough. We're we're not waking up in the morning going, what kind of person do I want right. to be today? How, how, what kind of father do I want to be? What kind of husband do I want to be or wife? What do I want to be? And then patterning our life after that and being intentional right. about what kind of Christian we're going to be, what kind of minister we're going to be, uh, uh, who we're going to be. And then you mentioned we have to be proactive. We can't be reactive. Right. We can't wait until things happen and then make the adjustment. The adjustment needs to take place beforehand. Right. And again, if we if we are being intentional about our walk with God, if we're being intentional about speaking with a counselor, having a a partner that we're accountable to, whether it be a close friend, right. whether it be another minister, whatever it may be. I, I sat and spoke with a minister not too long ago, and he told me, he said, I have a thing on my phone right now that anytime I'm on the internet, my wife and this other minister yes. gets a report of everything that I do on my phone. And this is a minister that I respect Right. And my respect for him went up tenfold when he told me that. I didn't look at it like, oh, man, this guy's weak. No, no I, I, I looked at him like this is a man who knows that at the end of the day we are only men. And if we leave ourselves to be the judge of ourselves right. and the overseer of ourselves, we're in trouble. Right. We need accountability. We need somebody that can keep a check yes. on us. And I don't think we do enough of that. Right. I really don't. And especially in ministry where we're like, well, I'm accountable to God. Well, you better be accountable to someone else Absolutely. besides God. And I'm a huge advocate of uh, accountability programs on all devices we that's something we do in our yeah. home and it's not it, what, what's what's the big one it, it just we use covenant eyes yes we use covenant, covenant eyes yeah, yeah and um that's because we're you know we are there there you have access to almost anything yeah. all of the time yeah so at this point um i don't think that we should look at people like well why why do you have that on your phone are you do you not have enough self-discipline are you kidding me <laughs> Yeah, it's everywhere. And so we need to take care of one another. Um, you know, our families, our children, I always tell parents, if your child doesn't have an accountability software on their phone, that is a loaded gun. It's like mm -hmm. handing your child a loaded gun. Absolutely. We have to protect our families. Um, you know, when, when it comes to uh, pornography and those kinds of things. It's not limited to men, it's children, mm -hmm. it's women, yeah. it's ministers, it's pastors. And this is one of those things that no one wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you look at the percentage of men of God, oh, wow. um, you know, that are that have fallen into that type of sin and it's progressive. Sure. You know, we, we always think, well, if I, you know, just dabble in this, it's not going to lead in. Sin is progressive. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it's it's never going to stay at that same place right. you're it, it's it's going it's going to move forward right and and so like you said it's progressive and i usually 
if it's something that no one wants to talk about, it's the top thing that should be talked about. Right. That's one thing we do know. And and that's one of those areas that's been very taboo, right. you know, or taboo if you wanna if you wanna say that. But it's something that definitely needs to be talked about because I don't care who you are. I had I had the opportunity um to lead we do circles mm-hmm. um at our church and I had a chance to uh help teach with a good friend of mine, our men's circle. And uh it was uh called Man versus Wild. So it was kind of like a a uh parallel of going into the wild right. versus, you know, our journey into the wild being life. And it was amazing to me the men that spoke out in their 70s that were saying, yeah, pornography is a problem. And it's one of those things that you start thinking, oh, well, when I get into that age, you know, it's not going to be a thing with me. There's no age limit on it. No. There is no, um, there's no cap on it. That's right. It is available to everybody. It's a struggle for the youngest person and the oldest person. And I think it's one of those things that if we don't talk about and open that up, it it will be an even bigger problem. Well, because there is a biological component to it. Yes. And a lot of people have tried to stop. And I want to encourage anybody who's listening this today, whether they're in ministry or they're not, uh, and if this is an area that they have struggled with, again, it's not about uh, just about pornography or sexual addiction, but intimacy disorders. Right. It's that inability to connect because right. that's what it does. It disconnects you from people that love you. Um, you, you know, and it goes back to the, the fact that we were created to be relational. That type of sin disconnects us from everybody around us. Yes. Okay. So I want to encourage anybody listening that if you have tried to pull away from that kind of sin or those kinds of chains, there is hope. I sit with people every day who God has delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, we have gone into those areas that have been very shameful, and I've seen them live sober and free, and uh, God is healing their families every day. And uh, we don't want for anybody to feel like, oh, I don't want anybody to know about that. Seek counseling, get some therapy, and you're going to see God move. Well, and again, that's what's so great about what you guys are doing with the Center for Apostolic Counseling is, you know, uh, and and tell everybody while we're on that how they can reach out to you guys and how they can find you guys online and and, and all that good stuff. Okay, so we're the Center for Apostolic Counseling, and you Mm -hmm. can go, we have a Facebook uh, page. Um, you can call our office and, uh, we, I don't know if y'all know Brother Chad Parker, I'm sure y'all do, Sister Marion Peets, she's our founder. And what we do is we will connect anybody, uh, with therapists all across the United States. So that's the great thing. We're not just here in Houston, but wherever we have an apostolic clinician, if you will call in, we will find, we will help you find a clinician wherever you're at. So that is the great thing, that we're not just here in, in the Houston-Kingwood area. Mm-hmm. If we have an apostolic clinician, we will connect you to them. Well, and whether it's, you know, an addiction like we've talked about, whether it's, you know, something that you've gone through that you need counseling and, and getting over that, whatever it is, you need to reach out to somebody because um, – it. it we cannot deal with these things on no. our own. 
we can't internalize these things and let them literally eat us from the inside right which we see it happen to people all the time right you know you have to be willing to reach out to somebody and say i need help and know that you can do that anonymously right know that you can do that without judgment without uh i mean obviously with you guys being licensed counselors that you're not able to go speak on things outside. confidentiality yeah. is a huge thing and yes. that's another thing i want to say if you come to us as therapists we are bound uh by our our ethical you know guidelines and, yeah. and uh, we we are not going to talk to anybody about what's going on with you this is a therapeutic alliance it is a relationship um that we forge with our clients and walking with them on this journey um, so they can feel comfortable and safe being able to come into uh, our offices. Well, and and we have to have that. And again, you know, I, I saw just recently, uh, not too far from where we are today, a 17-year-old boy in a church yeah. right down the road that we know right. uh, committed suicide. Right. And we live in... A, a tumultuous time right we live in a time where we pass people every day but we don't know what they're going through personally and we've got to be able to be open to reaching out because mental health is, is a real issue right it's something that historically i don't think we've spent enough time talking about right because we've been so focused on spiritual health that we haven't talked about mental health those two things are separate Right. You know, they affect each other, but they are separate things. We can be uh, involved in a church. We can be, you know, uh, spiritually connected and have mental things and internal things that we're not dealing with. And again, that's why what you guys are doing is paramount, and we have to have it, and we've got to be transparent enough to go, I've got some things going on inside that I, I don't know how to deal with it, and I need to speak to someone about it. Right, and I think we do need to be aware. Check yes. on your brother. Check yes. on your sister. Uh, if you see, you know, something going on with them, don't don't be afraid uh, to recommend therapy. I've gotten plenty of calls that said, you know, my friend recommended uh, that I come talk to you, that I yeah. come and see you. So, um, you know, that's part of being part of the body of Christ. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much for sharing today and uh, getting to sit down with you and getting to know you a little bit better. And, you know, my hope is is that somebody will hear this and say, you know what, I need to reach out. I need to take better care of my mental health. Yes. I need to deal with these issues in my life. And if you feel that way or if you know somebody that you think might need this, share this with them, get them uh, connected with the Center for Apostolic Counseling. Get them with a counselor, sit with a counselor, and deal with this so that you can move forward, be victorious, and get past these issues in your life. Thank you so much for inviting me to do No, thank you so much. And everybody listen to this, thank you so much for tuning in to The RW, and have a great week.